Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experiencing the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BLEV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. Welcome, everyone. It is the Fly Guys podcast. So a little quieter there now, Tom, right? Uh, Justin Goodhart <laughs> alongside Cameron Klein and associate producer Tom Klemick is in the uh, background. Don't worry, um, uh, Kelly. He's, he's, he's like the unofficial associate producer of the Fly Guys podcast. But... Uh, Cameron, uh, sitting comfortably in his good old home of Massachusetts. I'm sitting on the Penn, uh, campus of Penn State Harrisburg. Very busy day today here at Penn State Harrisburg. I'll get into a little bit why. we got some fun stuff to talk about. Got some negative flyer stuff to talk about, of course. But Cameron, yeah. before we get into that, how are you doing on this very, very boring blah day in February and winter? It's just, at this point, just get me to spring, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. Um, but it's nice because today today is relatively nice. The sun is shining. It hit 50 degrees today. It's going to hit 50 again tomorrow. Ooh. That'll be really nice. Um, and then it's going to rain on Wednesday. It's going to be like it's going to it's apparently going to hit like 58 on Wednesday. But it's going to rain, so that kind of is a bummer. But all in all, that it's the first taste of spring is always the sweetest. Oh, just yeah. feeling that it's right around the corner is amazing. Um, you're rocking the Phillies. Jersey. I know we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Um, but my uh, mentally, probably for the last month, mentally, I've been with the windows open. Oh, with, yeah. With mm-hmm. a nice, I'm not even an IPA guy, but for some reason, an IPA in this daydream watching watching a Phillies game. Honestly, I'm so I'm so ready for it. You know, I told you this before. I know that we've talked about this on the show before, but when I, you know, going up to the mountains, you just go out on the deck, put it on like, yeah, because you know, I have an iPad now and just put the game on, just kind of like stretch out like on my recliner seat and just listen to them play against like the St. Louis Cardinals on a nice July afternoon. We've got iPads, we've got interns and, and associate <laughs> long, producers. We've come we're a long we're way big from time the, now. From we're like transistor time. radios, we've come a long way from all those uh, like Amtrak and all that yeah. stuff. But, but no, even like meaningless games, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's, yeah. just, it's, it's about the vibe of the, the... It's just about enjoying the peace, the quiet, the tranquility. That's what baseball is about, I think. It, mm-hmm. Early season games, that's what's the fun part about it. It's just... A relaxing, methodical game happening. It's great. It's Speaking great. of uh, of you know vibe and everything, took uh, took Tom and Kendis to the Harlem Globetrotters yesterday at the Giant Center. Uh, it was for a school event, and I was happy to be there and taking plenty of photos and all that. And uh, oh my gosh, is that Brandon West, the former Coach of the Year in the United East, barging in on my podcast? Coach, how are you doing? Oh man, that's we are treated to some wonderful guests you'll find around Penn State Harrisburg. One of which, you know, winning a Coach of the Year NCAA tournament uh, appearance. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Globetrotters was a lot of fun. Um, we uh, we thought maybe the Washington Generals might have a chance at the end. They tied up the game late thanks to some shenanigans. But the Harlem Globetrotters, for the 27,000th time in a row, oh. have found a way to win their game. And, you know, it was really fun, actually. It was – they got all the they, – I think they actually committed more fouls than the Generals did. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I could see how many you know kids enjoyed it, and I think it's really awesome to 
all those young kids that just got the chance to experience like fun basketball, yeah. stress free. There's nothing really more to it. Plenty of awesome dunks, honestly, that we saw. Half court shot that we saw drilled in the final seconds of the game. Uh, if you have a chance to go, I definitely recommend checking out the Globe Trotters. And then, speaking of basketball, since we're not really a basketball podcast, but I might as well talk about it because I do work for Penn State Harrisburg and I do feel obligated to mention this. Penn State Harrisburg <laughs> has made not only the men's team are going to the NCAA tournament, but the women's team as well. Uh, men's team is heading uh-huh. down to Greensboro, North Carolina to take on Hood College. Host site is Guilford College, and I just want to give a big good luck to Coach Don Friday. The best name in all of coaching. That was actually a quote from the analyst that was do- doing the selection show. That is the best name in all of college coaching right there, Don Friday. That is, that is a pretty cool name. I'll give it to him. And to um, good luck to everyone that goes down there. And then for the women's team, they're going up to New York. They're going to play New Paltz. Uh, good luck to head coach Ross Patrick and to all the players over there. They're first time ever making the NCAA tournament. And uh, that is where the basketball talk stops. Don't worry, people. We're... I don't we're want done. to talk about the Philadelphia 76ers right No, now. we're done. We are done. That's we're it. We're done. We're done. You can turn the radio back up. You can turn your headphones yes. back up. Yes. It's all right. You do we're not good. have to listen to your uh, boyfriend or girlfriend anymore talk on in the passenger side. We're back. <laughs> uh, and Well, we're back to talk about something you might not like. Philadelphia Flyers uh, had a five-game win streak last time we had spoken. And yep. they were getting ready to go into a stadium series game with the Devils. And we said that this is a game that you'd won just because of the vibes. It would be nice to see them win, and we think that they're better. They did not win the game. They lost 6-3, to three, and we'll talk about that. They then played a game against the Chicago Blackhawks a few days later where they won, as they should have. You know, they're better than the Blackhawks, yeah. obviously. Person yeah. had a great game, uh, Konechny with another goal. Konechny's just been unbelievable this season. Gets hurt in a practice, of course. Thank you to Mark Stahl. I don't mind actually blaming Mark Stahl, but unfortunately, he's just kind of like the scapegoat of all Flyers fans. So the fact that he was involved yeah. makes him easier to blame. Yeah, of and course. And they, they play their hearts out against the New York Rangers. They do everything but win the game. That's a better team that beats you. But, man, Nick Delorier setting the tone early with that great fight on Rempe. And they tie the game in the third period. Sean Couturier... Uh, and then they just, they lose it. They lose it on a goal, I believe, by Barclay Goudreau. And, you know, that happens. Like, I was so proud of them for the way that they played against the Rangers. It was it was technically a, a goal by Rempe because it went off of him. Oh, screw him. Yeah, which is tough. It's tough to swallow. It's tough tough pill to swallow. Um, Sorry about that, Barclay. Yeah, it's a, it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. Uh, I think we'll save the Devils game for a little, little longer of a discussion. The Blackhawks game, yeah, that went about how I expected it to go. They outplayed them because they're better than them. That was yep. good. That was great. Um, you do great. that on the road, that's cool. It's good to see that, especially when you need points. Um, the Rangers game, yeah, I I can't I can't be upset. I was no. I was I'm proud of my team after seeing that display. They without Travis Konechny, without their best player, um, played against the one of the best teams, if not the best team in the East, really, really well. They really went toe to toe with them. They outshot them, forty-one to twenty-four. I think were like the shots on goal. I mean, they just yeah. they were peppering Igor Shosturkin, and we've said this before. Sometimes you just get goalied in a hockey game. Like if if and yeah. Shosturkin is he's a Vesna candidate goalie. You know, he probably should win a Vesna at some point in his career. That happens to you. You yeah. know, I. 
the Flyers have done it to teams in the past, and it happened to us. Um, so it's hard to win on a back-to-back. Yep. But they go into Pittsburgh, a team that, Cameron, I just think that they're better than. I just, I don't want to be mean about the Penguins, because I know that they still have legendary players. But they suck. The Penguins just suck. And I thought the Flyers should have won the game yesterday. And they just, Cal Peterson had the game of his life, right? Seven <laughs> goals allowed. And it's just it's just unbelievable how sour that game went. Now, again, I told everyone, I just said I was at the Harlem Globetrotters game. So I had the, mis- the fortune or misfortune, depends on what side of the river you want to stand on. Of, I wasn't able to watch the game live. I had to go back and watch it later. And I already said to Cameron before we started recording, I was like, four? It's like four goals. I'm like, yeah, he should have probably had him. Could have had him. Did Jamie Drazdell get absolutely murdered? Yeah, he got murdered. Are we already without uh, Ristolainen? Yeah, sure. The reason why you have a goalie is because in the event that the defense breaks down, you might be able to get a save in a spot where maybe the puck shouldn't go in the net anyway. And Cal Peterson is a backup goalie for a reason. There's a reason why he really hasn't um, done a whole ton in his time in the NHL. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying he's a backup goalie. And that was evident yesterday. Um, I was yeah, I'm, re- I'm trying I was... to pull up his, his numbers now. But um, from what I, was... I remember when they traded for him, it, he was he was a very just, throughout his entire career, very streaky. Like Like one season he did great. Next season, terrible. He had this weird habit of playing better. He had better numbers in the NHL than he did in the AHL. Which is weird. It's not Which often. doesn't make very much sense. But I'll, I'm going to pull them up. But, like, you know, again, they, they go into this They go into this game against Pittsburgh. Again, I, I'm just – I really can't wait for Sidney Crosby to retire. I really can't wait for this wave of Penguins players to be gone because I'm just – I'm sick. I'm sick of losing to them. And if any Penguins fans hear this, it's I'm not even trying to trash talk. Your team sucks, and they're not good enough, and your front office knows that they're not good enough, which is why they're li- willing to listen in on any player. Your team is so bad, and it's and it's obvious that they're bad. For the record, Cal Peterson's like best season he ever had was in 2020-2021. He had a 9-11 save percentage, but a 2-8-9 goals against average. So you decide yeah. how to read into that. 9-11 save percentage, pretty good. 2-8-9 goals against average, not so good. What does that yeah, tell you? It, it fell off after that. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the next season, he had the same 2-8-9 goals against average, but an 8-9-5 save percentage, and then an 8-6-8, and then an 8-6-4. And, and yeah, that and that's the season he's been on. The so <laughs> so. What, is this, what does this week yeah. tell us? Well, let's. we've already kind of talked about the Penguins game. Well, not really, but just... They lose a game seven to six. You should be able to yeah. see like you had fun watching the game. I like, did have... the, the silver lining I felt was was they were they never they never died. They kept no. coming back. They kept they kept making it a game, making sure it was a competitive game. So that that part I like when you're on the road against a rival and you're already down by a couple goals, you keep you keep fighting. I, I respect that. That's the silver lining of it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the frustrating part was watching them in our zone. It was just pure domination, and um, you just. We're not used to seeing that recently, um, especially against a team like you put it. That I we we are the Philadelphia Flyers are better than they're the Philadelphia Flyers are better. They're than better the Pittsburgh than Penguins the season. They are. They are. So it's I don't care it's, who they still have. The Flyers yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Better. It was frustrating to watch. It was very frustrating to watch. I'm not going to put it all on Peterson, but yeah, he was a big big part of it, a, a very big part of it. 
he's got to be better. But yeah, I think that's kind of all you could really say, though. I mean, I don't know. The New York Ranger game, I felt that's what the Philadelphia Flyers are. They're not talented enough yet to compete with a team that is as well-coached and as talented as the New York Rangers. They're just at that level. We're going to get there. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be time. It's going to take time, but they're getting there, but they're just not there yet. And we know that fully aware of that. Yeah. Chicago Blackhawks beat them. Should have beat them. That devil's game. I'm still, I'm just still sour about. I just, that six to three score, not representative of how that game went at all. That game, the way that game went, I haven't used this term that much this season with the Flyers. That game was unacceptable. That game was just flat out not acceptable. I don't – the first goal, 32 seconds into the game, I understand it goes off of the ref skate. And you know what? That that happens. But That sucks. Fight back. And the Flyers did. The Flyers start to kind of take control of the game. And um, I, I remember, you know, uh, who was it? I, I forget who was it texted me about, you know, when the Devils took a 2 nothing lead into the first intermission. They said to me, well, you know, I honestly think the Flyers were the better team through 20 minutes. And I said, who cares who the better team was through 20 minutes when the two biggest mistakes are the ones that ended up in the net? Like, like enough with this idea that, oh, we were the better team for 20 minutes. I can get behind moral victories when you lose a 6-4 to four game to the Colorado Avalanche or you fight hard and lose 4-3 to three to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not against the Devils, a team that suck as well this season and have been one of the biggest disappointments in the NHL. Like, put the puck in the back of the net. I cannot, I cannot and will not tolerate a team that is a playoff team, and we've said it on this podcast, we think that they're a playoff team that just whiffs on grade A scoring chances. And it, it drives home a point that we're going to make in a minute. But then, Flyers get back into it. Owen Tippett, who would have thought? $66 million man. Right, right. Two to one, and you're like, okay. They're right back in this. They're going to find a way. And Cameron texts me, like, I believe. I believe that they will win this game. They are peppering a goalie who I don't even... I don't, I'd never heard of this guy before. He is like an eight. He is like a, like a 32 save percentage or something like that. And he's just stopping everything. He's just gloving it all. He's flashing the pad on Scott Lawton. He's stonewalling guys like uh, uh, Tippett again and Frost. And obviously they didn't have Forrester. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, York had like, I think a good scoring chance. And then the, and then the devil scored two more goals. And now it's four to one, like four to one. And, and and that was when I just after the game was over, I texted Cameron and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to get on his case entirely because I know he's a rookie, and I saw a lot of people getting on his case on social media. But it's also okay to say it when a player has a bad game. Sam Urson was not good. He he sucked. I thought you're going to have games where you suck. So I'm not saying that this is like proof that he can't be a franchise goalie. I'm not saying that they got to trade him for you know the ghost of Martin Brodeur. I'm not saying any of that. <laughs> But he sucked. It was a disappointing effort in a game, once again, in which the Flyers are on the national stage and a chance to prove that, hey, they're a team that people should be paying attention to. And they crapped themselves, Cameron. They crapped themselves. Man, we're going after goalies today. It is a weird day on this podcast. I know. One of the, few, <laughs> one of the few truths of this podcast is, like, goalies are usually untouchable. We usually we We have never... God defended, you know, before, obviously, everything that he was has been alleged and charged with, you know, we, we defended Carter Hart playing on this podcast. And I Steve usually defend Mason. Sam Urson. And Steve I, Mason. We Steve defended. Mason was a we, great We've gone example. that far. Like, I, guy wasn't that bad. I, I'm, I'm still saying it. 
still saying we, it. We won't it talk about Ilya Breeze, Ilya Breeze Galov, but you know, that's, you know, I still love the guy. He was not good, but I love him. <laughs> so it's fine. You love but him. Yeah. Tom. He just wasn't very good. No. Um, yeah, it was frustrating. And that guy was a uh, Nico Dawes who was goaltending for the devils. He has an eight, nine, five save percentage this season, but that day he had a nine, three, eight that day. So he was an all-star that day. Yeah, that was tough. Um, and yeah, what's, what's more frustrating, the most frustrating part, uh, in my opinion, um, is that, uh, yeah, they are only five points behind uh, with only one game less played. They're right there. You yep. have to win these games, man. Same with Pittsburgh. That's another thing. Like losing to Pittsburgh on Sunday, sure. Like I, as I put it, the silver lining, they kept it a game. They kept coming back to them. You, they're behind you in the standings. And do I think the Flyers are better? Yes, I do. But a lot of, <laughs> a lot of teams that are better don't make the playoffs because they just they fall apart. And, um, yeah, it's not something that I expect this team to be. And, and granted, I, I don't expect this team to do anything in the playoffs. That's not where I want them to go. But I think it's important for their progression. They've, they've come so far in this season where they've shown such great uh, play and resilience. At this point, I just want them to get there. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's look, not that they wouldn't get there that would bother me. It would be the collapse. At this point, it would be a collapse, them yeah. not getting there. And that's the part I don't. I don't want for them. I don't know if they can handle. Now, I will say this. Their next four games are the Lightning at home, Capitals on the road, Senators at home, Blues at home. They should win three or four of those games. They just should. Yes. Because they're better than three or four of those teams. Now, I understand that Ottawa is a weird one, you know, but they're at home, at least against Ottawa. I know Claude Giroux owns the building. I get that. <laughs> I know it's his place, Cameron. Don't worry. I didn't forget that. I'm glad you um, I'm glad you said it because I was going to say it. But yeah. it does drive home, I think, a really important point that I've been saving up for this moment. Because I've seen people that talk about the trade deadline, and I'm really referring to people that I've seen on Facebook. You don't really see it as much on Twitter, but you see it a lot on Facebook. Uh, on the fl- I know Cameron's already shaking his head going, why are you looking at the comments from that side of things? A lot of people are like, they are one trade away from maybe being a full, uh, a top flight contender. Like, you know, bringing in one piece. And this should be a great reminder that there's a reason why we are fans and we're stupid podcasters that just happen to have a mic and two devilishly handsome voices and one devilishly handsome uh, mustache, James <laughs> Bailey. We appreciate you shouting out our facial hair. Thank you, buddy. Um, this is why this is a rebuild. This is why the, we're not making the decisions here. Yes. And this is why that you need to continue to trust the process on this rebuild. Because the Flyers are not ready to be a top-flight contender. They are not a team that are going to march into the playoffs and you know dominate the New York Rangers, go through the Boston Bruins, and go en route to the Stanley Cup Finals. That team isn't even... That's not even a discussion that would be even funny to have because it's just such a dumb one to have at this point. This stretch of games, Cameron, proves... They're not that close, and they might get in the playoffs this year, but the long-term view cannot be lost. And it stinks to lose a guy like a Nick Sealer or a Sean Walker or even a Scott Lawton or even a Morgan Frost. But if someone comes along and offers you multiple picks, high-end draft picks that are going to help you get better in the long run, you can't just, you know, you know, fan them away or shoo them away like that. You can't. Yeah, especially not with... You know, your anchor. I don't think it's going to be gone for long. But your best player um, being possibly injured, it's it's not going to help things either. Jamie Drysdale could have possibly injured his shoulder, which had him out all of last season. Yeah, um, we don't know what's going on with that. 
Uh, Travis Connect that did say is probably going to be short term. Um, but yeah, like those types of things make you reconsider for a minute too. Their plan already was most likely stick to the rebuild and they were most likely going to be still selling at, at selling yeah. something at the deadline. Um, what that was was still to be determined. And I think, you know, losing a stretch of games, losing some guys to injury, that's not going to help things in terms of, you know, buying for for or pushing for the playoffs. It's just more further telling me that they're most likely going to be selling something. Um, some might say, some might say Cameron, it's a blessing in disguise. Some might say it's a blessing because then be. it, it, it almost it forces, pushes, it forces it, them to be like, okay, this is why we need to commit to this long-term view. Because yes. listen, as, as smart as people may think Danny Briere and Keith Jones are, and I certainly think they're smart and I, and I like what they've done so far. I think that they've made some good moves and they've brought in some guys that are good for the culture. Mm-hmm. Guys can still be blinded by what they're seeing in front of them. Oh yeah, you know, it, it can absolutely happen. Um, Phil Myers, remember that? Me and you. Yeah. Oh man, you and I. You <laughs> want to talk about being blinded? I, I had to get like uh, eye corrective surgery after they <laughs> dumped Myers, and they brought in um, you know uh, Ryan Ellis, who to this day has not been. Last we saw of him, I think he is. Uh, I don't even know where the hell he might be. He is just not. Is he even on the active roster at this point? Is he still on the roster? I think so. I think he's on long term IR. I think I don't know. I don't know. He's walking around the building. Point somewhere. is though, point is, you know, that's a that's a move that you make when you're trying to like get better on the defensive side, hopefully help you contend. And you know, listen, I, I don't hate you know, that just stinks for Ryan Ellis. The the injury yeah. luck is just it's a horrible bug to, to run into. Yeah. But this may do be a shifting of refocus back onto the long term plan if you're Danny Briere or Keith Jones. Or maybe you know, if anyone were to ask him, I'd be like, well, we never strayed away. Just because yeah. one season in and we're able to see some success does not mean that, you know, things are done. And this stretch really proves it. Just ugly yeah. losses to Pittsburgh and New Jersey. If, Who, by if the way, I were if I were a betting man and I am, I would put my money on that's the actual outcome. That that they've never deviated. They were never planning on deviating. Uh, you know. You gotta head to bet online, obviously. You know, for all the best, you know, stats, trends, and more. Um, (laughs) Shameless plug right there. But uh, what I was going to also say in regards to what we're seeing, uh, they're losing games that I think they should be winning. That's also kind of a nice spot to be in, Cameron. It's kind of nice to be like, you're, you're this disappointed that they aren't getting the job done in certain games where you really want to see them win. I can't stress this enough. New Jersey and Pittsburgh suck. They suck. We're better than them. And we lost games that we shouldn't have. And we don't get to see New Jersey again for the rest of the season now. Or I'm sorry, not New Jersey. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. We're done yeah. with them for the season, which su- which sucks because I'd love to take seven shots at them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like I'm not going to go as far as say that they suck, so I'm not going to fully endorse that. But yeah, I I do think the Flyers are better than them this season. So yeah, it's very, it's frustrating to lose those games, man. Um, you need those points. You, you do. need those points right now. So, um, um, like I yeah. said, uh, next four, really, if you want to go the next six, really, home versus Lightning, away versus Capitals, home versus Senators, home versus Blues, another away game versus the Panthers. That's 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 BS. Like honestly, screw the NHL for the scheduling on that one. Like that's, that's, that's shenanigans. I'm calling that, shenanigans. That that's really shenanigans is just on that one. Bowl. That's just um, come on. Florida yeah. in March, come this close. Come on, that's not fair. That's not fair. 
Man, and Shell's like, but you did, did you see that you're also playing the Lightning on the road two days We're later? rebuilding, yeah. man. We're rebuilding. Don't do that to us. That's rude. <laughs> I want to play 82 home games, no road games at all times. Yeah. Um, but so for those of you who are disappointed like we are for the Flyers, at least invest your time knowing that you have hope. And that's a lot more than people have been able to say about this team over the last number of years. And that was kind of the attitude that I kind of woke up with this morning after being really angry that they lost to Pittsburgh. It does help me refocus my attention back onto things like prospects and, and draft. And will they ever give Ali Luxil like anything more than five minutes a game goes down to the Phantoms has like two goals, two assists gets called up, plays like three minutes. He did get an assist yesterday though. I did. Yeah, he looked that. good. He did he actually looked, look yeah, pretty good yesterday. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say he's like, I do not want to go back down, please. It was funny. Like he, my wife, like saw him, and she was like, "How do you say his name?" I was like, "I can't remember because he's just, he's just back." He never and forth. plays. So, you like, never yeah. hear his name. But whenever it's funny, like any time, it is. It is. Anytime I do see him, though, I, I I notice him on the ice. You know what I mean? Which I think is a good sign. I think I don't know. You know who came back yesterday, and I could tell was on the ice in the highlights that I watched. Hit it, Tyson Forrester, baby. Yeah, he did. He looked, he's been looking good, man. I if there was a guy, if there was a player that you, as a Flyers fan, would want to hitch your wagon to, is someone you're really hopeful can be, like a it, like a top six forward, Tyson Forrester. Yeah, I I, I love his shot. I right. think he's got one of the most wicked wristers. I know it's not Cutter Gauthier's, but Cutter Gauthier also chose the dumb life of L.A. So have fun with that, you loser. It's not even L.A. Anaheim, Anaheim's that's worse right. Than Anaheim's LA. not even L.A. Yeah, and and it's worse somehow. And if it you've been to L.A., that's that's a that's an insult. You know what Anaheim, Anaheim is known for? They're known for two things. Two things. A great mo- a, The greatest sports movie of all time, The Mighty Ducks, <laughs> uh, even though they have nothing to do with Anaheim. And right. um, the 2002 Los Angeles Angels, or Anaheim Angels, uh, World Series run. That's it. That's all they're known for. Mm, mm. That was a good series against the Giants. Right, right Tom? Barry Bonds got screwed out of a title. Absolutely. It's funny, like I I didn't know that Los Angeles the Angels started there. That's that's yeah, that makes sense the, as to why they're such a cursed. Wasn't there like full name like the Angels of Anaheim or something like that? Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I I like we're going so off track here, but I like the name of the city. I like like I'd like the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. I think that's yeah. a rad name. <laughs> I think that's a great name. But like you can only have that in certain places. Like you couldn't have you like the Eagles of Philadelphia or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it only fits. Sense. It only fits in certain spots. It only fits in certain spots. While on the subject of baseball, we're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, got some baseball talk for you because we want to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, the uh, spring training's kicked off, and I know all of you guys are. Just rocking and roaring to talk about the uh, baseball season coming around the corner. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I want to talk a little bit about that. And uh, we'll find other things that you might want to talk about. Maybe even a certain cornerback that's hit the market that maybe, just maybe, might be interesting to the Philadelphia Eagles and someone that Cameron knows personally. Welcome back. Fly Guys Podcast. Justin Goodart, Cameron Klein. We thank you, our unofficial associate producer, Tom Clemick, who does great work. Not only for us to keep our spirits high and to keep my ego as low to the ground as it could possibly be, but also does great work for Penn State Harrisburg. The word is uh, humble. The word is humble. He keeps you humble. Very, So very humble, humble that my therapist gets a nice check from me a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, fun fun story before we get into the Phillies. Because, you know, you can get popcorn at a, at a ball game. One of our yeah. softball players uh, works at the Giants Center, and she brings popcorn over for Tom. It's it's 
It's this uh, kind of popcorn camera yeah. comes in this yeah, box. Yeah, yeah. The, the typical for those that aren't aren't can't watch it. Um, the typical box popcorn, you know, like the like candy stripe box to box yeah. of popcorn. Yeah. So she brings three boxes. Tom gets two of them. I take one of them, and he says something to the effect of like, "Don't put your hand inside the box." And <laughs> yeah, I was like, he has two boxes. I you know I haven't eaten anything, so I I take a box of popcorn. I have the box of popcorn, and then I finished it. And then Tom just looks at me and goes, I'm going to kill you, which <laughs> is a little bit of an aggressive thing to say to someone. Oh, you, that's what you said? He said, if you put your hand in my box, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Which, again, All right. is, All right. that's is totally a total fair. rational thing to say yeah, that's totally to someone fair. who just wanted some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, man, I got the itch. I got the itch, Cameron. Phillies. Flyers are playing fairly well throughout the season. The Sixers are dead at this point. They're dead in the water until Embiid comes back. But the Phillies, a lot of people have been down on them. Like, oh, they didn't really have, like, the big signing. You know, they didn't get this person. They didn't get that person. I think the Phillies have such an opportunity in front of them to be one of the best teams in baseball yet again this season. Uh, They are returning essentially the same lineup, which was incredible last year, especially once Trey Turner found his stride and got the standing ovation. They have a pitching staff, which I think there are certain guys that are just due to be better. Namely, Gregory Soto from the bullpen. Namely, Aaron Nola. And also, Zach Wheeler was coming off of an average year last year, but he's still one of the game's top pitchers. A guy that the Phillies have been so unbelievably lucky to have in the playoffs. One of the best playoff pitchers I've ever seen. Guy shows up when it matters. And this season, they're coming in. Harper, he's healthy, full season at first base now, and you've got uh, Johan Rojas in center field. I'm really hoping they hold on to Christian Pache as a bench utility guy because I really think that he could be a guy that not only spells uh, Rojas, but also I think he's got I think he's a decent bat. They have Castellanos come back, and it was great because I took that test uh, that someone had posted on Twitter, like, oh, which filler are you? And I got Castellanos, and... <laughs> I said it to Cameron. I was like, I see ball, I hit ball. And Cameron's like, yeah, until the NLCS. <laughs> like, Cameron's like, that hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I just, it, listen, you know, you, I mean, hey, you see a 60-mile-an-hour fastball coming straight down the straight down the middle of the lane. You're going to swing at it. But, um, no, dude, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I've been stuck on Aaron Nolan ever since you said his name because I just, I still don't, I, I don't know. I oh, wanna, you don't, I, you're, I, you're not sure, huh? Because <laughs> how can I be? I want to be. I like Aaron Nola. I dig the hair. I dig the number. Okay, but I just he he he's always disappointing me. Um, but no, I, I feel you. Like I I think they have a they have a great team. They have the same team as last year. I think they can make just as much of an impact this year as they did last year. Um, I think the reason why people are down is just because of how it went down. I mean, oh yeah, they lost listen, to, I'm not to a team they should not have lost to. Speaking of which, it's the worst we, losses in franchise you know, history. It's the yeah. worst. And then it, that it team just never got happened. absolutely got absolutely rolled in the World Series, absolutely rolled. So yeah, it's it's the kind of like similar, kind of similar, not as painful or as embarrassing as the Boston Bruins this year. The same feeling when I talk to fans here. Mm-hmm. It's like again the idea of like we know our team is great and can be great, but we also know that that doesn't always mean everything. And we had we saw what we saw how painful it could be too. So. Now, in typical 
spring training fashion, the Phillies' first game was against the Blue Jays. We're not going to go into depth about the game. Don't worry, guys. I promise you I won't bore you with those stats. But the game ended 14-13. to 13. I was like, isn't that the most like spring training oh game God. you could ever see? 14-13. to 13, Phillies yeah. scored 10 runs in an inning, won the game by one run. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. That's about yeah. what I expect for spring training yeah. and all that. Um, ticket prices did go up. Not a split. Not a single dollar dog night this year for the Philadelphia Phillies. It's a shame. Terrible. It, that's, a, that's criminal. It's It really criminal. is you know, a sign that the American dollar is dead. It's just... I, I can't think of any other reason why you would get rid of one of the most beloved uh, promotions that the Phillies run. Are they doing anything? Are they doing like like dollar fifty dog night or two dollar or something? No, something. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Someone said something to the effect of, you know, maybe it's better this way because those lines get really long, and in a game that now has a pitch clock and the game's going Shut faster. Up. Exactly. Thank that you, was Cameron. that's that's the owner using a ghost account right there, being like, "No, actually, <laughs> this is Middleton. better actually because you guys, you guys didn't even like it, so like, <laughs> it's better this way. You guys getting getting the same shit hot dog that you would normally get for the actual price that it would cost. Listen, Whatever. those dollar hot dogs they they're so good. I mean, it's probably because they only cost a dollar, and that's what you're thinking about is you eat like sixteen of them. Yeah, but of course. That's a tough promotion to say goodbye to. Yet at the same time, the Phillies are doing like a replica, some sort of like I think oh I think it's a Bryce Harbor bobblehead. I'm like you're telling me that for one game, which I will find. Oh no, I'm sorry, it's not a Bryce Harbor bobblehead. It's Bryson Stott, which I'm like oh, oh I want to get to that because I really want to go to that game. You're so you're telling me that to create sixty thousand bobbleheads <laughs> is less costly than having one game where you do a dollar dog <laughs> night. That I refuse to believe. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that's where they had to. That's where know. the money went. It went to yeah. the Bryson Stott bobblehead. Went to, the, went to the bobblehead. <laughs> went to Stott's bobblehead. I don't know. Um, but as baseball season rolls around, as we just get closer to springtime, Cameron, I please tell me that Fenway's on your list. Like you're gonna you're gonna hit it up this year. Please. I'd like to. I'd like to actually. Um, I kind of I tried to look ahead to see when the Phillies be playing there. I forget what happened. I probably got distracted. But um. I would like to. I would like to do that. That would be cool. I've been to Fenway before. Went there on my honeymoon. Um, it's a very, very nice stadium. Very cool stadium. Um, what's nice is that, at least for that game, um, the Red Sox are not a good baseball team, so nope. no one really seems to care. And the tickets aren't super expensive, so you can go relatively cheaply, get in and out. Not terribly, still terrible compared to Philadelphia because driving in Boston is unlike driving in any other city. There's no grid system. It's just mayhem. It's mayhem in that city. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, I would like to get there again. The Phillies have a, a series against the Red Sox. They're going to be playing there. It looks like there will at least be one game on June 11th, which is a Tuesday, which I don't know. That sounds – I would – I got to make the trek up to Boston anyway for two reasons. One, got to see my guy. And two, to go to Fenway because that's been on the bucket list. And we could just pick a game. I mean, we could just pick like a certain team. We, we definitely could see, just pick a game, you know, and just just do, do the Dodgers or something. We could see every every the top fifty highest paid players in the league. The Dodgers spent like seven hundred million dollars in the offseason, and they're only going to be paying Shohei and Yamamoto like two million dollars like each nothing. this year yeah. because yeah. because they simply scammed the system. That is it's insane. All, it's just all backloaded. It's just... <laughs> like everyone knows what they're doing. Everyone knows what this owner is doing. It's like yeah, I'll just yeah. let the next guy foot this bill. 
And MLB is just totally fine with it. <laughs> so that's fine. The Dodgers will win 140 games this year. They'll be the first team to, you know, they'll finally eclipse the great uh, Seattle Mariners when they went 116 and 46 in 2001. Fun fact about that Mariners team, didn't even get to the World Series and had to scrape out a five-game series win over the Cleveland Indians in the ALDS. But I was going to say this, the other big reason, and I don't know if you'll use this, Cameron, for the um, for the uh, the highlight, but we got from friend of the show, Bobby Bader. He has not been on the show, but he's a friend of the show because he likes the show. He brings in this big bag of just Flyers memorabilia. And I mean, it's it's just it's just sticks, it's posters, it's yeah. hats from the 2012 Winter Classic. This is one of my favorites. Just the last game at the at the Spectrum that the Flyers played in, just unbelievable. I mean, come and on. he said he Bobby's like, listen, my mom said she's gonna get rid of it, all this. So I was like, I'll give it to Justin, and then I was like, well, I can't take all this. So Cameron is the lucky recipient of some really cool posters, some signed sticks, and. This is a big thank you, Cameron, for putting up with my annoying butt for the last four years on this show. No, I have to thank you, and I have to thank Bobby for donating it because, <laughs> yeah, um, I was saying to Justin, I was like, it's pretty, it's pretty bare in here, you know, <laughs> it's pretty white. Um, it's funny because like on this wall here, which you can't see because I did not angle it correctly, I did not think ahead. There's a Voracek signed <laughs> picture. There's a big Scott Hartnell signed one here. There's a <laughs> Wayne Simmons one over there. But um, but yeah. So I'm I'm already planning where I'm going to be putting stuff. I'm very very excited. So thank you, dude. Thank you to Bobby. Of course, um, it's very cool. It's very cool, and it's very it's very important to us, to me and you. There's a lot of 2011, 2012 stuff yes. in there. A lot of 2010 stuff. The Keith um, Primo poster like blew me away when I saw that, that. one. Yeah, I mean he's basically like I. Without knowing it, every any every NHL be a pro player I've ever made, I'm just Keith Primo. Yep, every time that because he was your the model player that you wanted to be. Yes, and big he, hits and and big shots, dude. That's it. his his wrist shot, like the way he just drove to the net as well. Just like how yeah. he just forced a goal. He's like a goal is going to happen, and you just have to kind of live with that because it's, like, it's you don't have a choice here. Literally, my my offensive strategy. In NHL since 2011 is, is his his wrist shot starting on the left side, pulling it into the center, and just pulling back and ripping it. That's <laughs> every time, every time, picking a corner, and that's it, letting her fly. Oh, so yeah, thank you, thank you. For those of you who can't tell, this is definitely a, a, a lazier type show, or maybe not lazier is the right word, but definitely a laid back show. You know, it's it was a long weekend for for me. I was man, dude, that was the conference championships and everything, and then. Going to the Globe Trotters on Sunday, it was it left me feeling very very tired. It was morning. a long week, long week for fans uh, of this team. It's been a long oh, week. Yeah. Like again, like the the Blackhawk win, I, it's like I'm, I don't even remember it. It's just, just like it's like it's like lost in this cloud of just. You know, here's the thing: if yeah. they had scraped out a win against you know the Penguins, I think a lot of fans would feel a lot better if they had like beaten the I Penguins. Would. Okay, Absolutely. we lost to the Rangers. Yeah. That was expected loss of the devils that was annoying but we beat the blackhawks and the penguins i can kind of live with this even if they had gotten a point out of the rangers game and lost yep. the other two i'm like okay yeah, well I you know, felt they, a little better they at least yeah. pulled it you know something out of the weekend to just go over two is one of the most annoying things we talk about back-to-backs on this show you just give me two points give me two out of four points it's the same thing in baseball I'll, you know in a three-game series give me two out of three in a four-game series give me two out of four if you're getting two out of three and two out of four, you're probably going to be one of the better teams in baseball. Yeah. And it does come back to the fact that it's just a frustrating week for Flyers hockey. And 
what makes it even more compounding is the fact that they've lost Travis Konechny in practice. Like, the worst time to lose someone in practice. Yeah. Dolphins fans know about that. They lost Jalen Ramsey in a practice and didn't see him for the first month. And now... <laughs> Segway. Xavier, that was good. That was good, right? That's Xavier Howard cut by the Miami Dolphins. I texted Cameron just like, why? What's the point? Yeah. So, he's 30 only... years old. Yeah, good. He's 30 years old. He's had two interceptions the last two years. Just from the outsider's perspective, then you can fill in the blanks on this one. I see two interceptions last year. I'm thinking, oh, is, is he winding down? Is he getting older? Is he just becoming a bit more washed? Would you, would you kind of refute that argument right now? I wouldn't say he's washed. I mean, I, I think he's still a valuable corner. But, yeah, I mean, he was due this season and next season. i got to see. I remember sending exactly to you. Um, yeah, he's got a cap hit of 25, 22, and 24 million over the next three years. Yeah. Um, whereas this year was his highest so far, and it was like 11 million. So you're going to be it – was, it was a backloaded contract like Shohei Otani's, as we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, not not as backloaded as his, obviously. But it was a backloaded contract. <laughs> um and yeah, it was just a thing of thirty years old, not producing like he was, and they have to make room. the The Miami Dolphins are a very young team. They are coming out of the, the the rebuild process. Tua needs to get paid. They already said they're going to be extending him. Christian Wilkins, um, he's a top priority. He's a disruptor on the line, and he's a guy who I personally the, the take it from the Philadelphia Eagles. The the game is won at the line. It's all in the trenches. You gotta you gotta start there. You gotta focus there. And Christian Wilkins, you can't lose that guy. Um so yeah, I think Xavier Howard is just the biggest victim of of the fact that he's aging and they need to make room for the younger guys. Jalen Waddle, another one. He's a guy you're gonna have to pay as well. Um, you know, it's it is what it is. It's it's a it's it's a luxurious team. They have a very fast, very exciting, luxurious team, and you have to. It comes at a high cost, and unfortunately, you can't have a clunker sitting in your garage. So that's the thing, though. You know, the defense obviously had moments where I mean, you've always talked about the depth of that defense. You've always talked about your concerns, and last year, you know, injuries plagued them. Specifically, in the secondary. Specifically, the secondary. So does that? I mean, I mean, obviously, I can't make you feel any better at this point with where the defense is headed. You got to have a backup plan. You got to have something in mind because the Cater Kahu played very well for, for where he was at, but he's not a number two yet. And, mm-hmm. and he's just not Jalen Ramsey's Jalen Ramsey's great. He's a number one guy, but he's also not the Jalen Ramsey of four years ago when they won a Super Bowl. Um, he can't do it all on his own. We had Xavier Howard all on his own for the last year or so, and he can't do it all by himself. So nope. you got to build something better. Um, I don't, but I don't know what I don't know if they plan on well, doing that through the draft because that that has not panned out super well. Um, well, there's guys have, uh, that are Cam Smith who they drafted last year, but he did not progress as much as I'm sure a lot of Dolphin fans would have liked. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just hoping they know something we don't know, or they have they they're planning something that we're not aware of. But they got to do something. You, you can't just cut him and expect it to be better. After last you know, year. I will say that there are, you know, a significant amount of, you know, top, you know, flight free agents this season um, or this offseason, I should say. And one of which is Jalen Johnson, who was a big time, you know, trade candidate, you know, for the Chicago Bears. Um, he is compared to like Byron Jones, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously we know where Byron Jones ended up. Uh, mm-hmm. Legereus Sneed from Kansas City, Kendall Floor, Kendall, Kendall Fuller, uh, 
They also are, you know, Stephon Gilmore from Dallas is going to hit the market. And, you know, Gilmore's proven he can still play a little bit. Yeah. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. hitting the market. That's one that, you know, as an Eagles fan, I'm screaming for. <laughs> I'm screaming for that one. I want Antoine Winfield Jr. to be on the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that's that's the thing, too. Like, we also got to compete with the free agent market. We don't have a lot yep. of money. And, like, the, you, one of the teams got to compete with is the Eagles, and they have more money than we do. <laughs> so. Eagles are projected to have about $50 million in salary cap. I don't know where the Dolphins are projected to be at, but I'm guessing not quite 50. No. And again, they have guys to pay that are already taking up whatever money they do, whatever room they do have. So. Well, the Eagles do have a guy to pay. And it's a guy that has been. Devontae Smith's. Do for a contract, yeah, true, and true. Yeah. Tom, do you want them to keep Devonte Smith? Because I sure ha- as held it. As a, as always, our great associate producer never heard of Devonte Smith. Never mind the fact that he uh, was wondering why we weren't throwing Devonte Smith during that playoff loss to Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's the number six shirt you have in your house. Yeah. But it is. This is going to be a really interesting free agency period for the Dolphins because I think that I said it to you. They're still in the window of contention, even when they pay Tua. The way that they're going to organize that contract, the the numbers don't start getting higher until after year two of a contract. So they're going to try and keep their window where it is. They do need to pay Christian Wilkins. He's a phenomenal player on the defensive line that I wanted the Eagles to draft all those years ago. And then you ass wipe swiped him up. It was horrible, but. Yeah, the secondary doesn't look good. Right, I think actually it looks about as bad as the Eagles secondary looks right now. And I think the Eagles secondary looks like a disaster out there. Yeah, I mean they they didn't look great throughout the regular season. Again, like it was didn't look great. That was like I I would have rather would have rather walked through shards of glass than have <laughs> to watch another game where it's like it's, it's third and ten and Brock Purdy or Dak Prescott or you know even hey. Uh, uh, the guy from, oh my gosh, the guy from Seattle who played, uh, Drew Locke, steps back. And for some <laughs> reason, you know, the fifth string wide receiver who only yeah. plays on, you know, Sunday afternoons at the church is wide open 50 yards down the field because James Bradbury's, you know, eating a sandwich out there somewhere. It's true. just, it, it's true. I mean, yeah, that's true. But yeah, like, I, I, I was getting all, more... I was blowing off some steam right there. As you I, could, I get it, dude. I get it. <laughs> Like even though Miami's wasn't as as terrible, like again, it was still they had Xavier Howard and they had they had Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey after yeah. that, it kind of fell off. Kader Kahu played well when he when he had to, but Eli Apple, I mean, I can't if if I can't I can't explain to a pro a, a professional how to tackle. I I can't explain that to you. You, you gotta wrap up the legs, man. Come on, <laughs> wrap, Why up, you, the, wrap up the legs. The, the shoulder grabs, I just drive me insane. Drive me absolutely insane. Bonkers, bonkers. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, the point is, is they need help. Um, and now losing Xavier Howard, I would say, yeah, they're absolutely in a similar spot as as the Eagles. Um, I would say Xavier Howard or um, Jalen Ramsey, I would say, is better than Darius Slay as of right now. So they kind of gives them the edge, but it's not it's not much of an edge. And uh, I'm not exactly proud of it. So before know. we wrap up, because, you know, you mentioned Darius Slay and I just love every time Slay tweets something like, Hey, this guy's real, you know. Hey, like, you know, shout out to my, you know, my my, my guy, and it's like a some cornerback for like Tampa Bay or San Francisco, and all the Eagles friends are like, please trade him because he clearly doesn't care about being an Eagle. Uh, I do want to mention AJ Brown going after the sports radio station in Philadelphia. Uh, he calls into yeah, the radio. What did he station. say again? Well, he calls into the radio station, which apparently the radio station was aware that this could happen, but they uh, they didn't really think it would. But he does call on the station during the midday show. And, you know, 
he just goes right after them. Calls him out for like, you know, you're supposed to support us, but all you do is you you make BS up. Um, going hard after guys like, well, he's referring to guys like Spike Eskin. He's referring to guys like uh, um, Joe Giglio. He's referring to guys like that. And Ike Reese, poor Ike Reese was kind of left to kind of defend the whole station uh, as a whole. But he gets asked a very important question. You know, are you happy to be in Philadelphia? Unequivocally says, yes, I'm, I'm happy to be an Eagle. And even says, the Eagles need a player like me, which is not false, by the way. For him to say that, I don't have a problem with because he's objectively correct. The Eagles don't just need A.J. Brown. They need him like worse than, than I need air. That, that's how bad it is. Because without A.J. <laughs> Brown, this offense is a disaster. And we saw it in that playoff game. And we saw it after he went out with injury against the Giants in the last day of the season. But he mm-hmm. talks about holding players accountable. And when you see like the flare ups and everything on the sideline, that's you know that's that's part of the game and everything. And for the record, he did two things during this call. First thing, I think he kind of reached you know a part of Philadelphia fans that have felt this way for a long time about how they feel about sports talk in general throughout the city, where a lot of it is just you know. And I can speak a little bit to this because I've talked to people you know in radio. They don't believe 70, 50 to 75% of the things that they're saying, they already don't believe in. What they're doing is they're latching on to a talking point that they think will garner a lot of interest, phone calls, listens. That is the point of radio. So it's not necessarily that these radio media big heads are trying to run stars out of Philadelphia. What they are doing, though, is they're taking a hot take, like, I don't think A.J. Brown will play again in a Philadelphia Eagle uniform, and he's a team cancer. And they're, you know, they're like, okay, how can we make that like the central thesis of our show? We'll get tons of callers and everything like that. And as a Philadelphia fan, as a regular Philadelphia fan, it gets tiresome to hear the same thing over and over again. And it gets tiresome to hear the negative connotations to it. Now, sometimes rumors are kind of validated. We've saw before Carson Wentz rumors turned out to be kind of true. Um, Do I think that A.J. Brown was happy in Philadelphia last season? I don't think many people were happy in Philadelphia towards the end of last season, to be honest with you. So I'm not going to speculate as to that, but I just think that at the same time, AJ does make a very good point about how tiresome sports talk radio can be. And listen, this is a shameless plug, but it's a true one. On this show, I was ready to come in with fire and brimstone about the Flyers, but I kind of reserved. I took myself back and I'm like, okay, this is part of a process. This is what they're doing wrong. This is what we would hope to see turn around. This is who they're better than, but ultimately, this is what they are. Unfortunately, in the grand scheme of things, when you're listening to a podcast, maybe you can enjoy that because ultimately, you're not even calling into the show anyway. You're listening on your car ride home because you enjoy us, and thank you so much for listening. We love you. Um, same thing for Fly Purple Leaf, Same thing for Broad Street Hockey. Listen to those guys because they give great insight. It's different when you get hired by the big networks of Radio World. And Cameron can speak to this and I can speak to this. You are expected to bring in revenue for them. You are expected to bring in money. And A.J. Brown does, I think, very accurately call them out for that stuff. But at the same time, if they don't do those things, if they just stick to the the Eagles lost, but they gave it their best shot and I don't think it's cause for alarm, and then all of a sudden your listeners are dwindling, you're going to find yourself with walking papers very soon in radio. Radio's not forever. You get little tiny contracts to help you survive to your next contract if you're lucky enough to get it, which doesn't always happen. 
And with that being said, I hate those guys over at the radio station because I don't enjoy <laughs> listening to them because they're constantly negative. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. I mean, it's it's just kind of like, I mean, you basically just broke it down. That's basically what it is. It's talking heads. You know, it's getting the viewership, getting getting the views, getting the listens, getting that kind of stuff. Um, that's what's nice about what we do is because we're, we're in it just out of the enjoyment Fun. of it and because we love doing it. So. It's nice for us. Everything that you're hearing from us is completely honest, which is why it sounds as duct taped together as it does. Listen, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I go home to an empty, cold, dark apartment every day. I actually stay okay. in it now because okay. I work right. from home. Um, I rarely get to say, see this handsome man's face off to my left, Tom Clemick, except every day nowadays. But you don't think that part of the joy of my life is coming on to this podcast and looking at the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life in Cameron Klein. Because if you think that that doesn't, if that isn't a huge enticing aspect of this podcast, you're flat out wrong. Yeah, look at his I face. Get to, I get to, I get to look at me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like, <laughs> but I, I just really respected AJ coming on. I, I loved it because I think That's, that it's very him. It's very him. It is very that. him. He's very, that's he's what I love about him. Always been a very vocal guy. That's what, and that's what you're. That's what you got. I mean, you can't hate it. It's that's what I like about him too. He is. He is him. And I like that he addressed like, no, I love staying in Philadelphia. He was. He nipped that in the bud as well because immediately that was a big rumor about why he left Tennessee. And his whole thing was, I never wanted to leave Tennessee. They weren't going to pay him in more Tennessee. Money. Yeah. yeah, and you know, they paid so. him in Philly, and you know he has been. The team's best receiver, obviously, since he got here. He's the best receiver we've had since Tyrell Owens. And I understand what happened with T.O. all those years ago. The attitude, it became just to be too much. This isn't that. But even if it was, the guy's so good. The team went to the Super Bowl last year. The team was 10-1 and before the collapse. If he wants to act like a diva wide receiver, he's kind of earned it. Yeah, every once in a while. He's a top five wide receiver in football. Yeah. It's okay every once in a while. It is okay. It, it, as long as it doesn't take over a team or take over a locker room, that's when it becomes a problem. But yeah, every once in a while, did. you got to let them blow off steam. You know, Stefan Diggs is walking off and yelling <laughs> at people and doing all kinds of shit every other week. So, listen, you know. it's hard to be a Buffalo Bill. Sometimes it it's even harder to be a Buffalo Bill fan. <laughs> yeah, it is. In his defense, in their defense. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, before we wrap up, I just want to also uh, say to Cameron, um, you wearing the Fly Guys podcast hoodie puts me in the mood to say that if anyone is interested in getting Fly Guy podcast, you know, yep, there we go. I'll show that off, Cameron. This will be for the highlight reel for the Instagram. You are interested in any Fly Guys podcast apparel, whether it be hoodies, whether it be T-shirts, whether it be long sleeve shirts. We've done that before. We're willing to do it again. Send us a DM and let us know if you would like anything because, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great look, Cameron. What are you doing? <laughs> Showing it off, dude. I'm trying to at least. I would be strutting. I'm wearing an all. I'm like I'm wearing an all jumpsuit right now. Not on oh, purpose. Oh man, dude, you're like you're like Rocky. You're like dressed like Rocky, ready to go like run for like five miles. I I did not care that they did that. Anyway, ooh, you didn't care for it, eh? Because come, whatever. What would you have liked? What would you have liked them to go out to? Did you have something in uh, in mind? It's just listen. I love Rocky. I love him. I I, I love the movie. I, I think it's. You know, it's iconic. It's one of the greater movies of all time. One of the greatest sports movies of all time. Yeah. Um. I. I. Just. It's overdone. It's too overdone. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, but but Joe Frazier, 
ever heard of him? He was the actual heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, he's from Philadelphia. <laughs> Nobody talks about that because they got a fake Italian guy who's got a statue. Sorry. Joe Sorry. Frazier. Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's like Philadelphia is one of the one of the better historic historically wise one of the better boxing cities in the country, and it has a, a long all thanks list. to Rocky Balboa, right? That's <laughs> all thanks to him. So yeah, Rocky like, did lose the yeah. first one. Joe Frazier yeah. was even in that one too. It was like you know, pa- you know, talking it up, chumming it up with a uh, Apollo Creed. Yeah, um, like it's again, it's it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I love it. I I love that it was filmed in the city. I love that it really captured the vibe of the city. So I got to defend myself before we get burned yes. here. But I'm just saying. I just feel like, you know, whatever. Well, for the Fly Guys podcast, which is presented by Bet Online, my name is Justin Goodhart. That is Cameron Klein, of course, noted uh, Rocky Balboa hater. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at the Fly Guys Podcast. Be sure to follow Broad Street Hockey. Check out the other podcasts we have, such as Fly Purbly and Broad Street Hockey as well. Be happy, be healthy, and as always, let's. Go Flyers. your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.